Welcome to Pageantland, the UK's premier podcast for all things pageantry, with your host, Jessica Barkley. Here you'll find guest experts, past, present, and future queens, plus my own personal insights into what it's like to follow your pageantry dreams. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give us a share on social and pop me a review on iTunes. Now strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode. So in this episode, we're going to be discussing pageant platforms, and I am not talking about the shoe. I'm going to reiterate that through this episode. Pageant platforms does not mean the thing that goes under your foot. (laughs) This episode's actually been a fairly long while in the making because it includes four different interviews that were recorded over two months, and bringing... uh, amazing people together to do these interviews is often particularly tricky because we all have busy schedules and so it's taken me quite a while to pull this episode together but I'm really really excited about it because pageant platforms is definitely one of the big journeys I've been on between last time I competed and this time. I really had a look at what I had taken to the table last time and then what our winner of the category which had been Zara Nortley um what she had brought in and what she did with the title and realised quite how important it was to have like a strong actionable plan of something that I really wanted to do with it um, and have a pageant platform that wasn't so, I sort of had a vague like whiffly waffly thing about what I wanted to put into the world. It it wasn't crafted as what I would see a pageant platform to be. And um, I ask all our four interviewers what they refer to as pageant platform. But for me, it's very much having uh, a cause or campaign um, that you want to champion. Usually it's because you've got a strong connection with that. It's either something you suffered from or someone near you has suffered from or something you have a particular knowledge or skill set on. And it doesn't necessarily need to be a charity thing. Your charity work could be uh, aside from your platform so my platform isn't charity based at all but as part of pageantry I really love fundraising for a couple of local charities and the Christie which happens to be the Galaxy charity and it was how I found the Christie was through Galaxy Um, but I have the connection to that charity because of my mum. Now I could have done a cancer charity as my platform but it didn't really feel like it massively aligned with my skill set so what my platform has ended up being um, and where I feel like my drive and passion is helping women over 30 who feel stuck go after their goals. I have been on an amazing um, journey, life journey, over the last seven years. Since my mum was diagnosed, so it was triggered by um, my mum's diagnosis of terminal cancer. Um, But the journey and the lessons I've learned and the skills that I already had that it brought out in me and that I've now applied correctly have just culminated in me ending up with having this amazing life where I not everything's perfect, don't get me wrong, not everything's perfect, but where I am happy and I feel like that level of happiness has been achieved because I found a way to achieve my goals, big and small, and the skills needed to do that. And that's what I wanted to help people with because for me, then all these people will be able to go out into the world and start achieving their goals and there's this massive ripple effect of goodness out into the world. 
And the other thing that I really wanted to do as part of having a platform this time around was have a legacy project. Um, So a legacy project is a term used by the lady that runs the Winner Pageant podcast and YouTube channel, um, who's over in America. And it basically refers to a project you do during your title reign that lives beyond your reign. Um, So what legacy are you going to leave behind? And for me, I wanted to create a free online course of videos and downloadables, sharing the skills that I've known, bringing in some additional expert speakers as well um, that people can go to if they go, I've got a goal, but I just don't know how to move this forward or I've got a goal and I can't quite I can't quite get it where I want it to be. And um, there's a lot of skills that go into goal achieving and being um, being a goal getter, those skills that you need along the journey. My platform is called Goal Getters. And they're not all natural. They're not all obvious. And some are obvious, but we need them spelling out to us because if you've lived in a certain bubble your whole life, like I had, it hadn't just been like, oh yeah, if I do this obvious thing, this obvious thing will happen because of it. And sometimes life is crazy and we need someone to literally put two and two together for us. Um, So that's where my platform came from. Um, And like I said, for me, uh, my platform isn't charity-based, but your platform could be charity-based. It could be a charity that you particularly want to endorse or like mine, it could be a skill set you particularly want to share. Maybe you're really good at creating YouTube videos. Your platform could be helping pageant girls create amazing YouTube videos so they could share their platforms. Um, I don't think it has to be a charity thing. I, For me, having a pageant platform is having something that you feel strongly about putting good into the world, um, something that you can do, something you can do good with, basically. Um, but I didn't want this episode just to be me rambling on about platforms. So we have got four uh, guest interviews coming up for you. We've got an international galaxy winner, a national galaxy winner, and then two contestants from this year. So a miss and a missus. And then obviously I'm MS representing. I also thought it was important to mention why I've become so passionate about platforms. I would like to go into pageant judging one day and for me, I'm not sure how serious I could take someone that didn't have a platform. Whether they called it a platform or not, it's it's that same, having that purpose behind having their title. I've talked about it before. It seems to be a general pet peeve within the industry of people that go in and win these wonderful titles and then do nothing with them. It's frustrating for the organisation. Um, it's frustrating for the industry. And it's frustrating for the other contestants that competed with you um, that put their all in and would have done something with the title. And I feel like if we made more of a thing about having a platform Um, And even to the point where some systems put your hand up and say, right, we're going to have a platform requirement um, because we need to know that you're going to do something with the title. I think that would be really important. But the other reason I find platforms really important is I think it would massively aid the growth of the pageant industry, particularly in the UK. Pageantry is not cheap to do, whether you're talking money or a time investment. I've talked about this before. If you're investing your time, that's an expense. You're not going to get it back. You need to be factoring that in. Um, So a time or money expense, one way or the other, goes into pageantry. And it is amazing and you get so much from it. But particularly in the older categories, are you getting enough from it to justify the expense? And for me, that's where having a platform comes in. I love so much about pageantry. It's taught me so much. 
and sharing how much it has taught me would probably be enough for me. But say I hadn't been such a disaster when I came into pageantry and hadn't learned quite so much, I would have needed a bigger reason to compete, if I'm honest. Um, I don't, but I, I would have done had I not learned quite as much as pageantry has taught me. Um, and that, for me, would be having a platform and knowing that I was going to put good out into the world. And particularly if we want to, we've got these amazing new older categories now, so many more misses, so many more MS categories. Um, and even in the miss category, there's so many more demands on our time, even once we're a miss and a teen. Um, there needs to be, for me, a bigger reason why we're trying to encourage people in to compete in pageantry. And that I believe, is having a platform, um, winning a title that then gives you the stage and the megaphone to voice that platform and the support of the industry. Because you do have support as a contestant, but you get a lot more support as a winner, be it a national or an international title holder, um, to then be able to do these amazing things with your platform. Um, So that's become the sort of secondary, uh, not even secondary, they're kind of equal, equal reason why I really love the concept of pageantry and I would love to see more pageants um, embracing pageant platforms and encouraging contestants to have pageant platforms and even more systems appearing where it's a requirement to have a well thought out plan and a a pageant platform. So that's why I put so much uh, effort into this episode because I'm clearly quite passionate about it. But enough from me, I think it's time we heard from one of our interviews. So we're going to get into our first interview uh, of this little series. And our first interview is with Ruby. Ruby, could you introduce yourself, please? Yes, um, I'm Ruby Marie. And I I won the first year of the Miss category in Galaxy. And then I went to go ahead and won the internationals. And I'm currently a Ms. GB finalist. It's amazing. And, and you, you kind of were the first one that really brought to me from the UK what a pageant platform was. Um, I'd seen Americanized bits of it, but you were the first time I sort of recognized a, a queen in the UK having a platform. What does the term pageant platform mean to you? Well, first of all, thank you. <laughs> um, well, pageant platform to me actually gives everyone an individual identity. I feel that it's a part of your personality that we have to resonate to the public, to younger generations and older generations to actually show your passion and motivate others of what, you're, what you, you are all about, really. I think that's... That's a pretty good sum of it. That's awesome. And and as I said, I'd seen a lot more of it in America, like in America and mm. even even on not saying I was about to say toddlers and tiaras. That's not what I mean. And um, even on things like Miss Congeniality, the contestants on there talking about like their platforms and what they wanted to promote. Mm. But you just didn't really see it in the UK. And um, do you think it should become more of a requirement for UK pageants for people to have their own platform? Well. To be brutally honest, I didn't have a platform when I was doing my appearances for the Ms. Galaxy UK title. My my story kind of came out when the judges were asking me questions about my passions and things that I really feel heartfelt and can connect to. Mm. So after 
I had that interview with them, it was only after two, about two or three days after when I won, that's when all the stories actually came out about of what happened to me, being a child bride and being forced into marriage. I kind of didn't want to let people know about it because I didn't want to be judged on that. Yeah. So when I had the interview, I didn't, I didn't say in the words of, I was a child bride. I'd said, I've had a lot of bad experiences in my life and I've used those tools to help people now and share my experiences. And that's all I said at the interview. And I think what people can actually really connect to is how you are talking about it, the enthusiasm in you, your aura. And that's how us humans actually really connect with each other. And I think that's what they saw. So it was only thereafter I actually started to speak. Yeah, I got forced into marriage when I was 15. And that's when the newspapers and everybody started to grab onto that. And that gave me more confidence to actually talk about it. So I think it is definitely, it is definitely a, a good thing to have a platform in pageantry. But when you have no idea what your passion is and you're seeing other amazing inspiring queens your passion will soon come out and start to brighten up in your own eyes of how you're going to do things and you know what kind of appearances you want to go to what kind of events you want to go to what kind of talks you want to give it's all about when that spark starts to alight in you you know then how to run with it mm. no I think that's a brilliant way of putting it and I I have a platform and I have a very strong mission with it, but I didn't with previous competitions. And it's interesting, I was asked to do an article in line for um, International Women's Day yeah, um, because of what my platform is. But I was like, actually, if you get asked to do things like that, you may find that connection and find your platform out through doing through that. It doesn't even need to be through winning. It can just be asked for your opinion on yeah. something. Suddenly you realise, I feel really strongly about this and I have a background in this and why am I not doing more with this? And suddenly yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's, it's We're amazing. all discovering more and more about ourselves. The more older we get, we, we find all different things like, mm, I didn't know about that about myself before. And, you know, some things become easier to talk about especially when you've got an audience that actually want to listen. I mean, my platform was very the taboo subject. I mean, child bride in the UK, come on, you know, people found that quite hard to, to swallow, really. And I think it captured everybody's attention when I started to talk about things that happened. And I guess they could always see as well that I was a very bubbly person. I can connect. You know, I'm just me at the end of the day. But I think when you can be really humble and talk about these taboo subjects, it, it just becomes very authentic and grounded. And I think that's what people like in Queens when they look up to them. I mean, that's how I connect to all the other Queens that I'm like, wow, you know, she's got an amazing platform. I mean, I, I've got, it's just amazing how you can see that in others and then use that tool for yourself. Mm-hmm. I think there were, there were, there were two sides that I loved about your platform. One was the speaking up and, and getting people to realise that this still happens. This is still a thing that we need to be fighting mm-hmm. against. That it still exists. But also for those that have dealt with it, the strength and saying, look, it, it will get 
better for want of a better word um mm. there is look I, I have I have a great life now and I found happiness now and I have found a certain degree of peace now um you, you sort of again for want of a better word promoted both sides yeah. look it's still an issue but also yeah. there is hope to those that were dealing dealing with it and still struggling with it yeah. um is this is this still your main platform that you deal with now with your competition um, yeah yeah 100 percent I mean the 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 word child bride it covers a lot of other little topics like human trafficking kidnapping um child abuse um you know all those little things come under that umbrella so forced marriages on a based abuse it's it's really hard hitting things that yeah. most people don't want to actually say oh my gosh this is actually happening but you know they don't want to accept it but You've got to, you've got to realize people that have been in my position are still are not here today because they've been murdered, mm. and it is such a strong platform to actually talk about. I mean, even now when I get up in front of three hundred people, four hundred people to talk, I do have my teary days. I do cry. You know, it's it's something that gets easier, and it for me it heals me every single time I get up and talk to people, and I'm educating professionals you know in the health sector and under the government you know police I've even had you know acknowledgement from parliament for what we do you know not just myself but other survivors like myself I mean it's, it's absolutely brilliant because I learn from others too so when we all come together I and mean, I go to these events and I see people with that strength going up and they are shaking inside it's very inspiring for me and I love it. It gives me more of a push to keep going and doing the things that I love doing, which is educating and raising awareness. This for me is so much of what pageantry is all about because it was, yeah, it was that interview and winning and that sparked the initial yeah. journey. And when you think about how many people you've helped since. Oh my gosh. It's, like it's, it's global. It's, it's global. The BBC interview that I did hit 15.2 million people. I mean, I was very overwhelmed. And, you know, it's, it's been a year since that interview was released and it's still going. Still going. Still and send me the link have, to that, haven't you? I can, I, I'll pop that in the show notes. So if anyone hasn't seen it, yeah. um, I'll link that in the show notes so you can get to, to watch that. A lot of people from around the world messaged me, you know, from all parts of different world, you know, parts of the world. And they were like, oh, my gosh, I saw your interview. It's, you know, sparked something in me to talk about it or they went through it or they're trying to find some sort of charity in their area that deals with it and can help them or get them into a safe place. So it is quite high hitting for me when I saw the interview myself and I was like, oh, my goodness, that's actually me on that screen and then to have just people wanting to connect with you is amazing and I'm just the girl next door you know I've just I just spoke about what I've been through and that's it I mean I'm not famous or anything like that but I'm very happy and I feel so humbled that people are listening to my voice and watching me and wanting more of it so all I can say is thank you to everybody that has, but it's absolutely amazing. And it just, I, I just, I just don't think I can ever stop. Even if I wasn't in pageantry anymore, 
I would still be going. I would still be using this platform to raise, raise awareness. And I think that's the difference. When you're not competing or are competing, if you can stay consistent, that is, that's very admirable. It's amazing. So any, any specific advice for anyone that's going, I, I compete or I'm looking at competing and I want to do more with it and I want to find a platform. And um, you obviously it sort of materialise from having those interviews and things. Do you think just go out and do a few pageants or is there anything specific you think would help people? Um, I think for definitely the younger, like teens and, you know, junior I mean, they're still finding themselves. I mean, some people, you know, some people have been affected by cancer or illnesses. And I guess it varies. I mean, when I was when I was young, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I guess it does take time to actually discover things about yourself. But we always choose things that we have personally gone through or we've seen others go through. So I think it's just I think there's an advantage to not having a platform at that age because you're discovering, you watch and admire people around you and you can discover that for yourself or you can just say, well, well, I really like what she's doing and I want to get into it. So there's advantages everywhere and there's disadvantages everywhere too. It's just what is more adaptable to your personality. I think that's what makes it authentic. I think there's a real there's 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 certainly crossover but there's kind of two elements when you win a crown there's there's obviously if you've mm. got a specific platform that's yours and um, that's amazing and that will become a lot of what you do with the title but if you don't feel like you've found your platform yet is to still have a plan of what you want to do with the title yeah um, and whatever that may be, there is nothing more frustrating than a title holder that doesn't use that title because I, I kind of kind of feel like it's a bit rude to all the other contestants that didn't win and would have done something with it. Um, so particularly for the younger ones that are listening, so I know we've got quite a few of younger listeners, if you haven't found a specific platform that's yours yet, you can still go in with a plan of yeah. what you want to do with your title. Um, Absolutely. And, your and just learn from others. I mean... That's what it's all about. Platform pageantry is about learning and making connections and being confident in yourself. I mean, the, you know, it could be anything, absolutely anything, whatever touches you and gets you going it, for that passion of raising awareness for whatever subject it is, you will soon find it and just let it come naturally. I think when it's forced on yourself, I mean, we do we do learn quickly and overcome that but you have to have to have it buried in your heart what that platform is that's when people will listen and say wow that's really great you know and you can see people even now from um some pageant sisters that I made that year my first year of competing I still see them doing the same platforms and it's amazing because that shows me that they're real and they they just truly admirable. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, thank you so much for joining me. And I will make sure that I've linked all your bits and pieces in the show notes as well. Um, but it's, yeah, what an amazing interview to start this episode off with. Thank wow. you. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for having me.
there's pretty much enough right there to blow your mind um, with the impact that we can have with pageantry and having a pageant platform. Um, these are the kind of examples I hark back to when people say, does pageantry have a place in society now? Um, I'll either reference platforms that have made a big impact like Ruby's or I'll talk about the massive amounts of money that have been raised for charity because of pageantry. Um, and people pretty quickly change their minds on whether pageantry has a place in the world at the moment. Next, we're going to move on to a current Miss Galaxy UK contestant. So our next interview section is going to be with Chloe. Chloe, do you want to introduce your, yourself and what your current title is? Hi, everyone. So my name is Chloe Rose Adkin, and I'm the current Miss Nottingham Galaxy. And you've, you've done Galaxy before, you're not sort of new to pageantry and things. So, yeah. um, so you've, I know, because I've asked you to do this interview, that you've got, <laughs> you've got a platform, um, which anyone's heard me talk about this before, well, now I'm quite impassioned about. Um, so what does the term pageant platform actually mean to you? So for me, it's all about having a, a focus and a, a drive when you are a finalist or a title holder to support a charity that's close to your heart or maybe start a campaign that means something really important to you that you can focus on and really promote. Um, as a, a pageant finalist or title holder, I think it's really important to have something to work towards during your year. Um, something that's close to you is, you know, you are the the leading force of that platform. When people look at that platform, they'll look at yourself as well. So for me, it's really important that it's something you do believe in and you are passionate about. It's it's one of those sort of stereotypical pageant interview questions, isn't it? Is what's the one thing you'd like to achieve with your year? Um, yeah. And if you've got a platform, that really helps narrow it down from going, oh, I'd like to do all the things because yeah, exactly. it's, not, it's not a great interview answer. Yeah, you've got a, if you have a platform, it's really easy in an interview to slot that in. It shows the judges that there's more to you than just the pretty side of the pageant, the pageant world. You know, you have got a focus, you are determined to do something with your year, which is, is great for, for judges to hear. And on the whole, UK systems don't have platforms um, or it's not a requirement. A lot of contestants, yes. particularly like the serious, uh, what I'm going to refer to myself as, a hardcore <laughs> contestant that's really going. We are it. hardcore. Um, hardcore <laughs> contestant. Um, we, we often tend to have platforms. Whether we call them a platform or not is another yes. matter. And um, I love the term platform and I love the term legacy project. Yes. Um, which I've taken from the Winner Pageant podcast and, and the lady that hosts that and coaches with that. And it, for me, it's, it just summarises very quickly what it is that I'm doing. Um, but do you think that maybe contestants should have a platform and, and whether systems should consider it to be a requirement or not? In my opinion, I mean, I've competed in various different systems and organisations and it wasn't until this year that I finally decided what my platform was going to be. Then I started pageantry when I was 16, so I was quite young. I was a bit unaware of, of where I was heading and what I wanted to really focus on. So this year, I really, I sat down, I got my pageant manual from Hannah Golding from Sparkles and Rhinestones, and I, I looked at the page and I thought, it was a page all about developing your platform. And I thought, you know what, I've got something that's really to me, important, something that's affected my family. And I know that has affected millions of families all over the world. 
Um, so for me, I think this year I've, I've really learned about the platform and what it means to me. And now, have, having understood it and worked on my own, I think it is a really integral part of being a pageant girl. Mm. Um, like I said earlier, it's great to talk about an interview. It shows the judges that you're passionate about something, you're really focused, you've got something in mind if you do win you know your your chosen title it shows that you're really focused on your year and you've prepared it's all about preparation um that's a big a key thing in my opinion so something I'd I'd love to see I mean it's been great the development even the five five nearly six years that I've been in pageantry and the evolution of it was just um the work, pageant workshops would just be walk and interview. And now yes. we've got pageant confidence sessions and people exactly. are helping with makeup and hair and they're helping with um, your sort of inner inner and outer confidence and things and your mental health. And they're yes. starting to look at a lot more of the aspects. But I, I definitely would love to see some workshops that where pageant contestants could come together. And I guess a bit like some of the business masterminds I go to where they could uh, sort of really get down to the nitty-gritty of what makes them tick and help them find that platform. Um, exactly. I, I'm kind of feel like that's going to have to go on my, my goals <laughs> list <laughs> next year is to do one at Ryan okay. one of these. Here's but. a deal. If we both win titles this year, that will be our event. Yes, I love that. <laughs> you heard it here first. That sounds like, yes, definitely. Brilliant. Because we're bringing the North and South together for a exactly. yeah, pageant platform discovery <laughs> workshop. Um, that would be brilliant. So what is your current platform? So as I said earlier, I've been working on this pretty much last month and this month, which is, is uh, January and uh, Feb technically. And it's all for me about heart awareness. That's my campaign um, and my platform. So I'll be releasing on the 1st of Feb a heart awareness campaign video. Um, My granddad suffered from a heart attack a few years ago. um, And ever since then, you know, I've I've really supported the British Heart Foundation who who supported him. I've raised a thousand pounds for them. And my granddad when he was um, an outpatient in, from the hospital, he was offered a cardiac gym membership where people who've suffered from um, cardiac arrest, etc., they go to this gym and they offer them diet advice, a lifestyle advice and exercise classes just to get them back on track with their health um, and help support them get into a healthier lifestyle so the uh, tra- tragic event doesn't reoccur. Um, my grandma also goes with him you know you can take friends you can do it as a family it's great because it affects people from all different ages Mm. which I think people forget when you say oh so-and-so has had a heart attack or you know a cardiac arrest they think oh an an older someone from the older generation and it's not always true it can happen to anyone um, so I'm all about promoting more and more common in the younger generation yes exactly Standard, I mean, how many, standard diets now are just appalling. Yes. <laughs> Don't get me I mean, started I, on that. <laughs> no, I work in a school, so and I see children and I and I see what they're eating and you know how little exercise we do nowadays as a generation. And it that's for me when it clicked. I knew what my platform was gonna be. Um it was just figuring out how I wanted it to lay out. And yeah. February is heart awareness month, so I thought, what a perfect time 
just before I compete, which means I can get it going before, you know, before I compete. And if I do win, I can carry it on, which I would do anyway, even if I didn't. Yeah. But it seemed like the perfect time and it, it all, all of a sudden just clicked. So there'll be a, a Heart Awareness campaign released on the 1st of February, which will have pageant girls um, from all different systems involved. And I've also got some of my, my granddad and some of his friends from the cardiac gym getting involved in that campaign as well, which is so amazing. And I'm so happy that it's all just come together. Oh, sounds incredible. I'll be, I'm really excited to see how it all unfolds. Um, yeah, no, and definitely, yeah, perfect fit with um, with February already having that theme. And Yes, exactly. I, is that, did they pick that month because of Valentine's? <laughs> well, I don't know, because obviously the heart is red and that, yeah. that's in my campaign as well. So it's perfect for Valentine's, no reason not to get involved. <laughs> and. So obviously you had a very personal connection to that. Um, yes. My, my platforms come about because of the skill set and my personal journey with it as well. Um, do you think that's the best way for people to start out looking for their platform? Obviously coming to our workshop uh, next year <laughs> that we're going to run. We can't uh, give it all away. <laughs> um, would be a great idea. Um, but if people, obviously that's not happened yet and wanting to start making those steps towards having a platform they've been inspired do you think that's the best way to go is look at their personal experience first a hundred percent I mean you can only elaborate on what you what you've learned what you've seen etc so you know if there is little things such as you know a lot of a lot of pageant girls a lot of people in general are, are bullied a lot that is oh I hate hate even talking about it but that's a great way to get started. What have you experienced? Is there anything that, that's knocked you? Have you had confidence issues, you know, bullying? Or have you experienced a type of illness that, that's very unknown, it's sort of uncommon? Anything like that is great to start with because it means something to you. You can relate to it. It's something yeah. you can easily talk about and, and take into a conversation and have no, no pressure on trying to remember things because you already know. It's already ingrained in, in your brain and it's, it's easy to talk about. So 100%, something that you've experienced or have knowledge about is, is great to start with. Also, look at what other people are doing. A lot of people have do, are doing um, like self-love campaigns and, and um, confidence campaigns, and that's great. Get involved in them, learn about them, see how they're, they're um, promoting their platform. Get Ask for advice, say, how did you start? What did you look at? I think it's great to network and, and understand other people's platform to then be able to think about how you would lay out your platform if that makes any sense yeah definitely in fact it was um adrian from the passion project uh, passion project that sounds like something completely different the pageant project clearly can't speak at this point in the day um the pageant project was on a, a live last night Yes. Like the days of this week have blurred into one. <laughs> the live last night from when we're recording this, not from when this is going out. Um, yes. and, and just talking about how certain platforms, if if we had as contestants had more of a financial investment that we'd be able to launch apps to go with our platforms and um, and the websites and the support systems and things behind that as well. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm very excited to see what he's he's obviously got he's obviously planning yeah. something so it'll be really interesting to see what comes out there but it's, intriguing it's I think also very important to look at at what place you are in your life at the moment and um, the platform of yes. a junior the platform of a teen the platform of a miss 
and so on and so forth is going to be very different. Um, Mm -hmm. Had I competed at age 12, there is no way that I could have had my my platforms targeted at the over 30s. It's obviously not going to work. It's quite often speaking to your your age group and appealing to your age group works quite well. Exactly. Um, And and yeah, based around what um, part of my legacy project is launching an online course. Now, because of my work, I know how to launch an online course. (laughs) I know how to do YouTube videos and um, create downloadable PDFs on websites and that kind of thing. And if you don't have that skill set, then trying to set that as a target to learn how to do all that and then create it and then launch it in a year is probably... um, not the way to go look at yeah because <laughs> we've all got different skills and we're all exactly sort of we're all totally way. unique yeah, yeah exactly and I think it's important for um contestants to realize you know if you are younger I mean I started at 16 which it, at the time I thought was was too late to enter type thing and maybe was it too late to enter was I too young I was in this complete bubble it just sort of happened and I think it's important, don't put pressure on yourself. If you haven't found your platform yet or you haven't found something you're completely passionate about, you don't need to panic. Like we say, it's not a requirement in the UK, but just think about things, you know, look at what people are doing. And is there anything that's happened to you recently, you know, that you could maybe talk about? It doesn't have to be your only platform. You know, you can change your platform. You can adapt your platform. It doesn't have to be the same thing a lot of girls in America change their platform each year or for each competition and that is completely fine oh well thank you so much for joining me and and yes I well by the time this goes out we'll be well into your campaign month so I know so exciting be looking forward to that how can people find you on social media so on Facebook my Facebook page for my galaxy journey is at Chloe Adkin Miss Nottingham Galaxy and then on Instagram, you can find me at chloea.pageants. Perfect. And those will be linked down in the show notes. So next up, we're going to speak to Natalie. Natalie, could you introduce yourself properly to our listeners, please? Yes. Hiya. My name is Natalie Pavlek and I am Mrs. Chester Galaxy. And um, you have a platform that you've been very vocal about on social media already. So I'm sure a lot of people have spotted this, uh, spotted it already. Um, but what does the term pageant platform mean to you? Oh, thank you. Yes. Um, well, to me, I mean, and this is this is actually what I wrote on my Instagram because I wanted to explain to people perhaps outside of pageantry, if they came across my Instagram profile or any of my socials, what the heck I was talking about. So to me, a platform is a charity or a subject that you feel really passionate about. Um, And it's probably something that you'll volunteer your time to raise awareness of, money of, or just general support. Um, And it could also be highlighting an issue you feel strongly about, creating a campaign, or creating some sort of program to tackle it. So that's kind of the write-up that I did about platform. But essentially, it is just a cause that you feel really passionate about that you want to use your title to to help, to forward, to solve, to tackle. And other countries, America is the big one that springs to mind, are, are very, very much pushing the platform concept. Um, some systems, you submit essays about your platform in advance, and it's basically a requirement of entering is to have a platform, a chosen platform. Do you think we should have more platforms here in the UK um, and sort of the good and bad that comes with that? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, my, my personal platform is changing pageant perception. Um, so this fits into it so lovely because it's all about, um, you know, showing people the positives, the good sides of pageantry and breaking down the stereotypes that are associated with pageantry and having a platform that you are passionate about, that you work towards, does all of that. It breaks all of the stereotypes and it shows people how positive pageantry can be. Um, I also think for your personal experience in pageantry, you know, in the run up to your final, you know, you might have 10 months or six months in the run up to your final. It gives you even more of a great experience because it really gives you something to focus on and talk about and really put your energy into. So I would really, really sort of say to anybody that is in pageantry to have a really great think about what your platform could be. Be and it'll not only will it help the cause, but it'll it honestly will do so much for you personally as well. Yeah, and for me, there's it, it would play a big part in the growth of the pageant industry because that misconception of it just being about doing the sparkly outfits and getting up on stage. And um, if people knew so much more about it, it was a thing to have a pageant platform they would see the value in the other side of it and um, yes you get the crown you get the title but you're then you then go off and do good with it um, and that's your pageant exactly. platform and I kind of I'd love it to to become a much more of a solid thing to have when you compete and that be a reason that people start doing pageantry they do it because they want to voice their platform but Yes, until platforms get a bit bigger in the UK, that's not going to happen. Um, so yeah, but I, I mean, I don't want to scare anyone that was that's listening. But in my Galaxy interview last year, I was asked, what is your platform? Um, and I had a platform. My platform last year was period poverty. And I was able to talk about how I had collected 6,000 sanitary products and how I had been to four separate schools and local charities to hand them out and the background of what I knew about period poverty. Um, and I did go on to invest in interviews. So, you know, just a little tip for anybody there. <laughs> it's, um, it's a really interesting thing when it comes to appearances because there are people that will literally just do every appearance that kind of comes their way uh, you and I have a lot of commitments outside of pageantry children businesses work-wise and stuff we can't do everything and actually when you have a platform it's much easier to to make sure that you are going to the appearances that lend and support your platform and that align with you as a brand a bit more and that where you can make the bigger impact as well. Um, so if you want to find a way of making sure that your the quality of your appearances is there as opposed to just the quantity, having a platform and really trying to research and find appearances that align with that um, can be really handy as well. Um, yeah, definitely. So, so this this uh, this appearance opportunity being on your podcast for me, an appearance opportunity, but it also ties in with my platform because it's getting my message out there that this is what I'm trying to do. I want to change pageant perception. Let's get out there and vocally tell everybody the great things about pageantry and what it does for us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. And and for me as well, it, um, like you say, being being so busy and, and working and having a child, it is when I thought when I knew what my platform was going to be then I could think right well how can I fit this around my lifestyle and around the, the time that I've got and 
that's when I, I set up my Instagram, which is Natalie Pageant Life. And every week I put on there either a pageant stereotype or a pageant positive. And if it's a positive, I'm sharing like messages like, you know, pageantry is gives people more self-confidence and you're explaining that. Or I'm putting up a stereotype um, and I'm showing why that's not true and breaking it down. And, you know, for me, that is something I can do from home, you know, um, in my lunch hour or when my son's, um, you know, sitting quietly for half an hour. So, yeah, you can find a way of fitting it in your lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, I've done the same with so my platform is my goal getter as my sort of hash. I always use, seem to use it as a hashtag, hashtag goal getters. Um, and I use my pageant journey and my fitness journey as my two examples, even though it's about achieving any goal. Um, and yeah, going out and have been able to go to groups and say, I'm, I'm a competing pageant contestant. I'm also a public speaker. So they know I can speak in public. I've done it for work before. Um, and this is my platform. Would you like me to come and speak on my platform instead of me just going, I'm a pageant contestant. Would you like me to come and speak? I can specifically say, this is Definitely. what I would speak on because this, this is the area of my area of expertise. This is the area I know a lot about. This is the area I'm passionate about. Um, so it's been easier for me to get appearances and go forward and say, I'd like to help with this and like to help with that. And there's, I've done like a variation on a theme. Um, I've gone and even though, my specific platform is dealing with over 30s. I went and spoke at a school um, about social media and part of the course, um, the course I did with them was, was talking about using social media to achieve your goals. Um, so being able to weave it into the different areas that you do through pageantry as well is absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. we've, we've covered, is there anything else about your platform you'd like to mention? Because we didn't specifically ask that question, but we've kind of covered quite a lot about it. Yeah, well, I I, I have um, the changing pageant perceptions, which I think I've probably explained um, quite well already. But then I also have um, another uh, platform as well, which is hygiene poverty. And basically that carried on from when I was supporting period poverty last year. Um, And I have, again, it was something I naturally felt passionate about and would have done something about with or without the pageant. And my friend and I have recently become area coordinators for the hygiene bank and we are so we've set up a local hygiene bank um and I again it, it fits in um perfectly with with um my platform and also the time and the commitments that I have um and I contacted my local paper who have run a story about the hygiene bank talking about me as Mrs Galaxy Chester and I don't think my local paper would have put a story in about me being Mrs. Galaxy Chester. But because I'd set up a Chester hygiene bank, they were really keen to, to do a story on me. So, you know, having a platform really does help your entire pageant journey. And like I say, personally as well, you know, I'm so proud of, of, of what, you know, of having that now in Chester and the fact that it's genuinely going to help people but it's also tied in really nicely so that it helps my personal pageant journey. So, um, yes, just really just encourage people to get out there and use their titles, take all of the opportunities that you get because it really will, it, you know, enhance your whole pageant experience. And the other side of it is quite often you can use your appearances to help you find your pageant platform. So maybe you're going out and doing appearances and you really connect with particularly with one of the charities that you go and help with. Um, and like, I want to do something more here. I will, yes. I feel like I can add to this. And that's one of the ways you could actually find your platform doing it the other way around. And any other advice for helping people find their platforms? 
I would say um, you've, you've got to try and think about what you personally feel passionate about. Like you can't fake it. You can't fake caring about, you know, hygiene, poverty. It will, you know, it'll come through. Um, you've got to find something that you personally are passionate about. So um, there might already be a charity. You know, you might have had a friend or a relative or yourself that was, you know, that, that has a, you know, a, some sort of medical condition or was treated at, a, you know, a hospital or a hospice. Or you might have something really obvious already. Um, and if you don't, just think about you and your skills. So, you know, your platform's a great example of that because it's, you know, it's your skills and it's it's what you can do and, you you know, you've made it into a pageant platform. So really just think about what you're passionate about, what you're good at and how you can help your community. Oh, that's amazing advice. Oh, well, thank you so much for coming on and doing this episode because um, I've had you, had you on before um, and it's lovely to have people back. Um, and it just felt like, yeah, I think I messaged you directly because I was like, I think this one would really align with you. I agree. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thank thanks. you. And that means I'm doing my job and I'm getting my message out there. So I'm really pleased that you picked up on it. And thank you for the chance to to show everybody, um, you know, to share every, with everybody a bit more about my about my, my platform. So to our final interview um, for this Galaxy Platforms episode, and we have Kaylee. Kaylee, could you introduce yourself properly? Tell us your title, please. Hello, everyone. So I am Kaylee Atkinson, and I am your current Mrs. Galaxy UK 2019-20. And what does the term pageant platform mean to you? Not the shoe. We're not talking about the shoe. <laughs> That's a whole different conversation. <laughs> Um, so I think for me, pageant platform um, is very much about that inner passion that you have that you really want to get out there and promote and support in other people. Um, pageant platform is it's very individual as well, um, and I think I think that's what makes it so passionate. Um, the my platform um, de- developed certainly from something that I felt extremely passionate about. And I think um, it gives you as a queen sort of purpose and that um, kind of like that that fight and that spark within you to be able to go out there and give people that bit more extra information or support that um, they may be lacking or, or, or don't quite understand about something that you really do. Mm. that's awesome I think it's um in the end you're gonna have a year that you've got to put into your platform so kind of it needs to be something you're passionate about because you're going to be doing a lot of work on it (laughs) yeah exactly yeah and obviously in the UK having a, a platform is is rarely a requirement in the majority of systems in the UK um mm. but adds so much and we were actually talking before we recorded this and it said we put we spend so much money on pageants would it seem uh, would it seem like it was less of less expense and more value if we we all had platforms do you think more contestants should have platforms I think I'm a bit I'm a bit in the middle with it because I mean I've thought about this question all day actually um and for me pageantry is very much um you know something that's very social there's a, there's a massive social aspect to it but there's also lots of contestants that start off in pageants to either you know gain confidence um grow their 
you know, um, their inner self or something to do with anxiety, or maybe it is about kind of making friends, or then you get the side of for charity or because we've got something that they want to promote, which is where the platform side comes in. So I think, I think technically, when I've thought about it, every girl kind of has the basis of a platform that might not just be a platform yet, if that makes sense. Yeah. So when a girl comes in because, you know, their their confidence is really low, they, they 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 just want to meet people, it's something that they they look at and think, oh, that that looks amazing, I want to give it a go. There's a reason behind that. And I think potentially that reason could then become their platform. Yeah. Oh, no, um, I really love that. We, yeah. You obviously haven't been, well, the audience listening don't know, uh, but all these interviews were done separately. They're not listening in on the other interviews, but what came up in... Um, Natalie and Chloe's interview because they are competing in different categories Um, and I think it was Chloe that first said it she said if we both win and we become sister queens we should do a workshop helping on helping people discover their platform Um, and and sort of like a mastermind session and that's the problem with me you plant that kind of seed in my head (laughs) the whole and I've now planned this like three-day mega conference to help UK pageant title holders and contestants find their platform um because that's me um and and I I think that's really nice because I do think that everybody's got it there there's there's something that motivates and drives everyone to enter a pageant there's always a reason there's got to be a reason and is that reason the basis of their platform I'm sure sometimes it's not but I'm well certainly for me you know when I first started pageants um it was very much about my weight loss journey now my platform isn't technically about you know losing weight and gaining confidence in that respect it's about believing in yourself and accepting yourself but it still came from that initial reason why I entered pageants and I've just developed from there and I think probably lots of girls are very similar so yeah there's there's a lot of crossover between the two journeys so my my platform is helping women over 30 who feel stuck go after their goals and that's come from my fitness journey and my pageant journey yeah those are the two examples I use even though my platform isn't a pageant journey or a fitness journey it's the same the the stories come from there the passion the connection and things Mm -hmm. has come from there as well um it's oh well you'll definitely have to come and speak at at Chloe and I's event and Natalie was totally up for being part of it as well so the three of us all just need to win together so that we can now run this amazing (laughs) event Uh, there's an incentive judges (laughs) (laughs) no I Um, think I think that would be really good yeah do you um, so what's your official current platform at the moment the one that you've been promoting because you've been everywhere with sort of in the not just the run-up to internationals but you have really carried your reign as a title holder from um galaxy finals are in march so from march to march you you've gone all the way through although we're not we're not in march yet but we yeah i can't imagine you'll be letting up too much in the run-up to that no no, i'm busy every weekend (laughs) (laughs) and so my platform is very much about Feeling confident in your own skin, um, but also acknowledging that being fit and healthy alongside that is important as well. So I am a dress size 16 and certainly very, very proud of that. Um, Just because I'm a size 16 and curvy doesn't mean that I don't work hard to be fit and be healthy. I mean, I do have a PT, I do go to the gym. And you know what? That goes through fits and starts. Sometimes Sometimes I'll absolutely be on it for months and then sometimes I'll absolutely be not for months. 
And I can um, honestly, hand on heart, say that since I came back from America, I haven't entered the gym once. And New Year's resolutions hasn't helped either. <laughs> but um, it's it's just for me about me, when when I'm happy and feeling good in myself, then I can kind of spread that positivity a little bit. Mm. Um, I lost, I just touched upon it there. I lost a lot of weight um, a couple of years ago. I'd lost five stone. And um, I remember going to my doctors and the doctor saying, oh you've you've lost some weight and I was like dead happy and I couldn't wait like to hear what she was going to say and she said oh but you're still overweight according to your BMI and I mean it just absolutely broke me in two and I thought I look now not great like Liam my husband used to say that I looked like a lollipop because my head used to like stick out of my body yet the doctor was saying, well, technically you're still overweight. And I just thought like, who am I doing this for? Who am I actually losing weight for? And it was for everybody else. It wasn't actually for me. So I really started to learn how to love myself. And that's something that is really hard to explain and really hard to just tell someone to do. So for me, I wanted to like get the message out there that it's very much about like, you know, self-love and, um, learning to love your flaws as well as things that you generally love about yourself it's just about the whole package so I really wanted to attend as many as events in pageant land um as I could as many events in the community as I could both with no makeup with tracky bottoms on with dresses on with gowns on with my hair done with my hair not done and I just wanted to have an array of um images that were me and that you know the point is that these are all me and no matter what I look like I'm still the person that I am and that's what I wanted to really push my platform you're very much the poster child for my hashtag real real face of pageantry because you are Uh, you are out there in all in all those ways and that is all the sides of pageantry it's not just I mean I love I love my beautiful headshot and yes my profile picture is my beautiful Charlotte Clemmy headshot and I absolutely adore it but I'm also sweaty mess in the gym um and weird like pre-wash off fake tan moments one like that was yesterday like a whole day of just looking a bit bizarre because it was a 12-hour developer uh spray tan and those (laughs) those are those are also and they're um staying up to stupid o'clock sewing sewing on a million crystals and hot stoning many many more crystals that, that's all all part and parcel of the joy of it and um, and I certainly my big charity event that I've got in a couple of weeks I'm not gonna be in a ball gown and heels I will be pretty sure I'll be in trainers I don't think I'll be warm enough for flip-flops yet um but I'll be in flats of some sort um with my hair scraped up being all practical yeah. looking furniture around like that that's, that's yeah. how it feels um, do you know what though like if we didn't have a mixture of body shapes um images styles out there then all we creating is this stereotype of how we should look and how we should conform to society's look mm-hmm. and if we don't keep doing this and we don't keep attending events with no makeup on or you know a post and a photo in our scruffs like we create a negative um role models for people following us and I just didn't want that for me I I really wanted to feel and be relatable to everybody yeah 
Oh no, I love that. There's there's very few per, what to say perfect curated feeds on Instagram that I continue to follow, um, because yeah, you can you start to see a mile off that it's just not it's not real. It's not real life, and I, I don't kind yeah. of want that influence in my life or my daughter's life. So no, don't follow those kind of things. And so obviously we we've we've kind of covered this in in sort of weird bizarre ways. But um, other than coming to the amazing pageant platform event that's going to happen at some point in the future um, what would be your advice to help others find their platform I think um going right back to the basics of why did you come into pageants there's got to be a reason and if it sounds um you know if if, if to you it doesn't sound like a big deal why you entered it still is there's there's got to be a driver there and it's about pulling that apart I think and really thinking of what what is that what is it that brought me to do pageants and really working on that I think um other that's than that a brilliant it, angle and not something that we've we've talked about in any of the interviews which as I said oh, you haven't heard but um no, yeah it's not an angle that anyone else has brought up so I think that's brilliant advice oh that's good that is really good well it's passionate then and it's personal to you isn't it and I think the best platforms are the ones that are so personal to you. I know that lots of pageants have um, their own charity linked to that particular pageant. So for Galaxy, it's the Christie. And if people are struggling, you know, you've always got the Christie and the cancer charity and the cancer kind of side of things to support and um, promote, which is great. Mm. But it's something that's personal to you that really empowers other people because there's just that extra spark that, yeah. that comes out in your post, I think. I, I, I've said it before, one of the reasons I really connected with Galaxy was because of the Christie, because I lost my mum to cancer. But actually, she's she's a factor in what my what my platform has ended up, because she she did it. There were a couple of little goals in her life, but they're looking back, there seems it seems like there were lots of things she wanted to achieve, but no one ever gave her the skill set to go after them. Um, which has become a part of why I'm doing what I'm doing with it Um, because no one gave me the skills to go after mine I've had blood sweat and tears to learn them which is um, always fun (laughs) I love a bit of blood sweat and tears (laughs) (laughs) and thank you so much for taking the time to be part of this episode I've had you on before as well so it's really nice oh thank you so much for having me back Um, and um Yes, we will. I'll be seeing you soon at the Galaxy Finals. It's so exciting. <laughs> I've had so much fun putting this episode together. It's been really insightful and so lovely to speak to women that have that similar passion for platforms within pageantry. Uh, like I said at the beginning, it's a much bigger thing in other countries, particularly, uh, for example, America, um, where a lot of people do connect it with having a platform like you compete in pageants you have a platform and and that's just the thing that you do and whereas in the UK it's not known for that as much and which I, I I think is a real shame I think it would really help to break down a lot of the stereotypes around pageantry uh pageantry is beautiful and glitter and sparkle and happiness and radiance and light like physically with literally the bling that we're wearing (laughs) but it's also so much of that from the inside it's that awesome need to put good into the world to do something bigger and better and brighter and although we compete to win the title for ourselves 
it's because we feel like we can better the world with that title. And I think that if we all started talking more about our platforms and that purpose behind it, um, be it hashtag real face of pageantry or just going out into the community and be like, this is my title and I I speak on behalf of, or I speak for, or I am sharing X, um, would have such a positive, amazingly positive impact on the industry as a whole, not just in the UK, abroad as well. Um, If yours is an industry that isn't embracing platforms as much yet, um, then be that person to stand up and start shouting about it. And I just think we could make not just a difference to the pageantry industry, but a massive difference to the world. Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. It's wonderful you've given some of it to this episode. Please rock on over to our Facebook or Instagram and share your thoughts. And I would love you to give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, check the show notes or rock on over to our website, pageantlandpodcast.com for more information about the podcast or how you can be a guest on a future episode. Have an amazing day. And remember, you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself. See you soon.